Hey everyone, welcome hey back guys. to the PBSL podcast. Hi everybody. Hey. Hope, hope everyone's <laughs> hanging in there, uh, making it through these last couple days of the semester and making it through finals. We believe yeah. in you guys, you got this. <laughs> I bet by the time I bet by the time this is out, finals will be done. So we hope you all did well on your finals. Yes. We know that you did. Manifesting good grades and a good <laughs> semester, a happy end to the semester, and a good luck on uh, all your summer endeavors. One hundred percent, and to all the seniors, like a lot. Good luck yeah. in the future with everything. I it guess. is scary. I will. I can attest. <laughs> I can attest that it goes by very, very fast. And yeah. COVID did not help with that, but um, you know, we'll see what comes next. But important thing is we are here for our final episode with the four of us that's kind yeah. of sad it is kind of it sad. is a little sad but i'm proud of all the work we've done this year yes we uh, have it's really, been a great run <laughs> yeah we have really scraped together a lot of different resources right it's by true. the seat of our pants <laughs> i don't know what i'm saying i'm just using a lot of different kinds of words like, yeah keep, anyway like it <laughs> thank you thank you um <laughs> so yeah, um, so for our last episode, we were hoping to do um, a recap of a lot of the different work we've achieved in our project teams this year, which is, you know, such a huge part of the Planet Blue Student Leader programs. But before we do that, do we want to talk a little bit more about what the Planet Blue Student Leader program is? Yeah, I guess I'll just mention like super briefly. This is like, is malleable the right word? Is that like changeable? This is like a very... Uh, I don't know, it is regimented, but there's also a lot of flexibility within this program, which is really cool. But basically we, all four of us and more Planet Blue student leaders work in student life as like peer educators to promote sustainable living behaviors. Um, and we do that through project teams, which we're gonna talk about the different project teams. But again, like this program is like really malleable and changeable and that's what makes it so cool. So like all of our projects, they do deal with like really key elements of sustainability, like water usage, energy usage, but like the projects vary like so widely from very, from year to year. And I think that's really, really cool. Does anyone, does no, anyone yeah. have anything to say about, I mean, we also have our, our, uh, our pod teams that we do. So like we're the, we're the podcast pod. Um, there are some, there's a blog pod. There's um, a comms pod, communications and programs pods. Yeah, we so, really they, keep, yeah they keep PBSL spinning. It's it's pretty amazing. Um, yeah. So no, Jade, I think you did a great job describing it. And I think um, it's definitely very easy to be like personalized and like kind of customized, I guess, kind of building off of what you said, like you can really take a lot of different things out of this experience at Planet Blue Student Leaders. And I think like, that's maybe one of the coolest parts of it. And so definitely maybe one of the biggest parts of your experience at Planet Blue Student Leaders is your project team, um, your behavior team project team. So um, as Planet Blue Student Leaders, it's our job to create and implement um, student behavior change initiatives um, that have to do with environmental behavior and sustainability. So we're gonna talk about the four different teams within Planet Blue Student Leaders and the work that they did this year. So yeah, does anyone have anything else to add before we get started? I think you gave got a, guys got a 
words. You guys gave a really great summary. Um, there's a lot of professional development, community building, activism, and it's very tailorable. So you can meet like-minded people. Um, it's a very diverse community and just a really, really awesome part, thing to be a part of. Yeah. And I think, you know, going in with most student boards are a little bit regimented and you're you're joining something that already exists and they already have their way of doing things. But I think when you enter as a Planet Blue student leader, you and your project team start with, you know, nothing, just ideas and brainstorming. Um, and you end with this full-blown project, full of like fully researched by you throughout the year, fully implemented. And, and you learn so much when you start um, basically at ground zero. So I think it's the perfect opportunity to get creativity in early in a student org um, in a way that's structured with where you have the support of people when you need it, but also you have the flexibility um, to go in whichever path that you and your peers want to go. Yeah, you you come in and have the opportunity to actually make potentially a long-term impact on the University of Michigan community, and you get to learn from so many peers and just the, the ability to make the change and learn how to make change and moving forward long-term thinking a lot of the different leadership uh, leadership skills that we develop are definitely something definitely been a great experience yeah i 100 percent agree with everything that's been said should we jump into the project teams and give the people a little taste of uh, yourself yeah um i would be happy to start us off with that mira um so I, I had the privilege of being the pro, uh, project lead for the waste team this year. And our target behavior was composting compostable materials. And so at the beginning of the school year, we did a lot of research. We knew as the waste team and because U of M is having, U of M has such an established compost program, we wanted to really work to help improve that um, and work on finding new ways to get students engaged in that. And so, as I just said, our ultimate goal for the project was to increase student engagement and involvement in U of M's composting program and assisting uh, current, current compost education efforts um, to help students under, understand how to compost correctly. So what goes in the compost bin, what does not go in a compost bin, and ultimately re uh, reducing the amount of contamination in the compost bins. And this is really important because one of the university's uh, established sustainability goals is that they want, <clears throat> they want to decrease the amount of waste sent to landfills by 40% by 2025. And our compost facility will actually reject the compost we send if there's more than 1% contamination. So whatever batch or load or size <clears throat> of the compost we take, it has to be less than 1% contaminated or things that don't go in the compost. And so because composting is an unfamiliar concept to a lot of freshmen, especially, we wanted to assist in uh, finding more fun, innovative, and engaging outreach efforts uh, to complement what the university is already doing. And so we chose to implement, implement this, policy, this project in Bursley Residence Hall, and we designed two compost-related stickers and two compost education flyers um, and set up a table in the West Wing Lounge of Bursley so students could browse these resources and take the stickers, flyers at their convenience. And then the second week of the project, we added 
uh, a trifold and stickers and the flyers in the Bursley main lobby. So that also helped increase the amount of students we were engaging with. And we also made a TikTok. So shout out to the Planet Blue Student Leader TikTok. Um, and all of this was to experiment with different ways to engage Bursley residents in composting, engage their interests, reactions, and the accessibility of the educational materials that are currently provided uh, by the by U of M uh, staff. And then at the conclusion of this, we held a focus group to gain feedback. And we had, unfortunately, we only had two participants, both my roommates. So in the future, we hope to find new ways to specifically work to collect this feedback from students on how, how they are enjoying the compost program or what their interactions with the compost program are. And just a two-second debrief, our stickers were very successful. And as a resident of, resident of Bursley, it's been very exciting to see stickers around the buildings, on water bottles, laptops, et cetera. So that's been really exciting to be part of and be able to work with my team and report back to them that the stickers are actually very widely used. And the TikTok was also well-received, so we were excited about that. Um, kind of on the converse, uh, the flyers were not as engaged with. So that was one of our conclusions that we took away for further analysis. And then, so the way uh, PBSL works, uh, your project team will implement a two-week uh, two-week pilot. And at the end, you look, you write up a report and reflection on how to, if, if the university was to implement this project campus-wide or on a broader scale, how you envision that um, playing out. And so my team's recommendations for that were that both of our focus group participants noted that even though they see compost bins all across campus, outside of the signs that are actually labeling the compost bins, they don't actually know where to go about getting information about the compost bin. So if they see a flyer, that's one thing, but uh, the Office of Campus Sustainability has a lot of different resources. So um, the biggest challenge we noticed with this project was bridging the gap between already existing compost materials and the student awareness of these materials. And so our recommendation is to add a more active component to current compost education efforts. So for example, having a booth set up at the Diag or at Harvest Fest or at the Convocation Picnic, for example, where people like PBSLs or Office of Campus Sustainability staff can engage with students directly and talk to students about composting at U of M. And handing out our sticker designs would be a great way to not only engage students, but also to facilitate new conversations and social norms regarding campus sustainability. And then in addition to these things, it could also provide more room to gain, to start a two-way communication for students providing feedback about their experiences with composting and also to strengthen and formulate new partnerships amongst the sustainability orgs on campus. So um, overall, a huge shout out to the rest of the waste team on all of their phenomenal work this semester and to our mentor, uh, Allison. Um, thank you so much for the help on the project. Yeah, that was great, Jessica. Thanks. Um, I think it's I think it's so interesting. I think, you know, the the culture around composting is like it's it's interesting that I think people have a lot of people do more than expected, maybe have the base level familiarity with composting, but 
in terms of actually like implementing composting and like the specific details of how to do it. I think that's where the unfamiliarity lies. Um, so it's so cool to see a project targeting that and trying to change behavior in that respect. Thank you. Um, so my uh, team's project, so I am the project lead of the energy team and we tried to do something. Um, I, I think our goal from the beginning was to try to do something a little bit, um, I guess unconventional maybe is the word because um, I think when we think of energy projects, I think most of them um, are, you know, in terms of what most people think of are, you know, turning them down the lights, using less heat. I think we um, tried to do something a little bit um you know, more unique, which is uh, tough with uh, four undergrad students and $500, but um, we wanted to do something where um, we could start a behavior change campaign that would do more than just um, save energy. I think the goal, our, our big overall arching goal was to create a culture um, of just cohesion and cooperativity with, uh, cooperativity with uh, students. Um, who live with each other. So that was our umbrella and we kind of narrowed it down to focusing on laundry. So um, what we wanted to do is we wanted to implement a way to get people to share loads together, um, which has numerous benefits uh, in terms of the environment and sustainability, um, in terms of saving energy and saving water. It also has monetary benefits. Um, but uh, I think most importantly for us was creating the culture where roommates who live together um, are not isolated individuals. And I think that's really important for sustainability because um, people who live together, uh, like sharing resources can really be something um, that can just impact sustainability overall. Um, I think it just you, to use less, not only energy, but um, that kind of idea can be implemented in terms of food, um, water usage, uh, clothing usage, um, in a bunch of different ways. And the idea of roommates actually like using things together instead of you know having their own possessions um, could be something that could change sustainability overall. So um, we specifically targeted laundry, uh, specifically in the dorms on campus. So our two week pilot consisted of trying to encourage people to um, do laundry via tabling. Um, so what we did is we would hand out laundry bags, uh, which are essentially um, washable bags that you could put your clothes in that you can put two bags in the laundry machine, but also keep it separate from other clothes while getting them thoroughly washed, um, which helped reduce the barrier of people who didn't want their clothes intermingling with other people's clothes, um, which was something we noticed in our preliminary research. Um, and we kind of translated that into doing, um, uh, basically you to receive a laundry bag, you would get a pledge. Um, you would sign a pledge to, to share your laundry and you would report it by filling out um, a form of sorts um, with just some kind of evidence that, hey, I shared laundry today. Um, and we had kind of an incentive program. So for people who kept up a streak, um, they would be incentivized um, and they would receive some kind of reward in the end. And that ended up being um, Blue Bucks, which are you know Michigan's uh, monetary system that can be used to dining halls and, and certain you know restaurants and cafes and stuff. Um, so at the end of our pilot, we learned a couple of different things. We did learn that um, it is, uh, I think it's difficult to establish a new norm um, in the beginning or in the middle of the school year. So we tried, to get people to share laundry, but I think the culture around dorm laundry is very individualistic. So to break into that culture is very difficult with just a small table outside of a laundry room, right? People are, um, you know, focused on just getting in and getting out. So I think um, our recommendation was actually um, at the end of the project was to actually focus on off-campus housing because 
off-campus housing um, could be uh, a more, I guess, like ripe area for this kind of project um, due to the fact that laundry, um, or sorry, roommates are already close enough where they're sharing the same laundry machine. Laundry machines tend to be bigger off-campus. Um, we could uh, use a better marketing strategy than tabling, something a little bit more far-reaching, um, some kind of viral or social marketing uh, via like a newsletter or social media, um, something to reach more students um, that are already familiar with each other and maybe would feel more comfortable uh, in sharing laundry. But um, that's that's kind of on the larger scale how we would see our project uh, panning out. Uh, but we do think that um, you know any kind of behavior that can implement the idea of uh, roommates cooperating instead of um, existing as isolated isolated individuals who just happen to live together um, is really important for sustainability. Um, and we hope that laundry sharing can be the start of creating that norm. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks so much for sharing the ideas behind um, your project, because I feel like it gives your project like a whole new dimension. And it's been so cool to see both with Armand and Jessica, both of your projects and, you know, the other projects as well to see things grow, because I think we've been doing this the entire year. We've really been in the thick of it and it feels like, yeah, like we just, you know, <laughs> we did some stuff, but it's so amazing getting to hear you guys talk about like the whole finished product. Um, yeah, I don't know. So moving on to talking about another full finished product. Um, so I'm going to be talking about the water team today. I am the DEI coordinator for this is Mira, by the way. I'm the DEI coordinator for the water team. And so for the water team this year, um, you know, our assignment is, you know, to kind of work on a behavior um, that like kind of working on promoting behavior that uses less water. Um, and so it's kind of difficult, especially during the pandemic, considering how hygiene is definitely paramount, um, especially towards the beginning of the year where, uh, um, with much more severe variants. Um, the pandemic was kind of at the forefront of our minds in every single behavior that we decided on implementing. And so a lot of times when people think of water, um, they think of, you know, taking shorter showers, wash your hands for less time. But, you know, again, considering how important it is to stay, um, you know, to wash your hands and stuff like that during a pandemic, um, we decided to not go in that route. And instead, um, we decided to investigate other ways that water is used during campus. And so something that really caught our eye was the t-shirt um, production and consumption on campus. So, you know, walking around festivals, seeing these booths with tons and tons of t-shirts, people just throwing them into the crowds, thinking about how every time you declare a major, you get a bunch of free merch, um, which is super fun because it's like super exciting to get all this free stuff. It's like, are you going to use it? Like, um, because something we found out when researching is that it actually takes more than 700 gallons to produce a singular cotton t-shirt, which is absolutely ridiculous, right? Um, and so when you think about the sheer magnitude of the amount of t-shirts that's being produced on, like just on this campus alone, uh, literally every year, it's actually, it's, it's really mind-blowing to think about. So the goals of our team, our team's project this year was to really, um, focus on um, reducing t-shirt consumption and kind of breaking cycles of, you know, excess consumption and really getting people to think about repurposing the clothes that they already own in order to uh, create merchandise. So basically um, over the course of our project, we were able to thrift a lot of 
different um, shirts and we were able to help clubs screen print their own logos onto these bucket shirts. And so, yeah. And we also ended up making a guidebook to teach um, clubs in the future how to make their own merch with screen printing and lifting their own shirts so they don't rely on places like underground printing in order to um, create their uh, merch going forward. So yeah, um, we implemented our project by working with two different student orgs, um, Ethical, Investment, Ethical Investments and Choose the First. We had um, an event with both of them where we um, worked in the RC screen printing studio and we we're just able to have like a really fun social event going where we were playing music and people were able to pick out shirts that we thrifted and then just get their logo printed on there. And it was super fun. Um, yeah. And the outcome was really exciting. Definitely one of the methods um, and for this project was social diffusion. And since this um, project is so hands-on and it's so appealing and creative to so many people, um, there was a lot of social diffusion. So people were posting it on social media and people were telling their friends about it. And just by wearing the shirts around campus and seeing how, you know, even though there's not necessarily uniformity, there's unity in the different kinds of merchandise that's created. It, I think um, social diffusion um, definitely was a big outcome for this project. So we learned a lot of lessons, especially how to screen print, which, you know, if you do not have a lot of guidance can be very difficult. So that is why we made the guidebook going forward. Um, and, um, we definitely see our project being implemented on a larger scale um, by, you know, getting the university to um, use maybe like other printing methods because screen printing is maybe not as accessible um, on a large scale, but thinking about like Cricut machines um, and other vinyl printing machines that would make it really easy um, to print logos on shirts that already exist instead of having to go to an outside source in order to buy one shirt. Um, so yeah, um, and also getting the university to create maybe subsidies or funds for people who decide to get shirts secondhand, um, which would definitely um, cause people to look more into um, getting shirts from secondhand sources or using their own shirts when creating merchandise. Um, and yeah, um, I think our project was a huge success. We had such a great time doing it. Jade, also on the water team, she's going to talk soon, but we had an absolute blast and I think we've learned so much this year. So yeah, that's that's the water team. Yeah, I, I'm i going to end up talking about the waste team and, uh, or no, I lied. I'm going to talk about the off-campus team in a second, but I did want to say, because I'm, I like Mira said, I'm also on the water team. I had so much fun doing our project and learning how to screen print and like, our method kind of reminded me that like the PBSL program can be so, um, I don't know, you can make what you want out of it, which we'll end up talking about later because applications are open. So like, if you do get inspired by any of this stuff, just know, like it is so open and so creative. Um, but which is why we're allowed to do screen printing. But anyways, I'm going to talk um, about the off-campus team. Um, the project lead for the off-campus team couldn't be with us today, um, so I'll just go through it real quick. I'm not super familiar with our project um, in terms of like implementing and whatever, but I do have some written out notes that I will be repeating, so I hope it makes sense. So essentially, the off-campus team goal was to set um, specifically off-campus students um, organizing the refrigerators so that they can minimize, minimize food waste and save money in the long run. And they essentially chose this project 
since they all seem to demonstrate an interest of food waste and they noticed that it was a problem in their own homes. So they recruited on 10 participants to take on their behavior change by supplying them with necessary information to properly organize their fridge through fun content, like really cool magnets and infographics, while also giving them like roommate communication guidelines to start the conversation in their households and minimize disagreements. And the outcome ended up being really favorable because they can only really assess the short-term outcomes. Um, um, they were really pleased to see increased understanding of fridge organization by the end of their project, thinking more about food waste as well as small reduction in food waste itself. And they had said the next time they would like to have a longer recruitment time since it seems more people were interested and also it would be more explicit on how to use the materials that they ended up providing. Um, and lastly, for larger implementation, they thought PBSLs could take on the project next year, um, similar to what Jessica said with the waste team, by um, like tabling at the farm stand or harvest fest to increase education and also continuing a collaboration with the University of Michigan Sustainable Food Program and the Maize and Blue Cupboard. And to target a larger, larger audience, we thought uh, future PBSLs could reach out to one to two apartments to encourage the behavior in a more controlled environment. Um, that's all the notes that they had given me, but I do want to say this was a really cool project um, to watch them grow along and do, and I definitely think it was super, super necessary, and a lot of these projects intersect with each other, which is really cool, so like this off-campus project deals a lot with waste um, and leads into um, what Jessica had mentioned, and it's like really cutting off the waste before it becomes waste, so like increasing longevity of your foods and eating all your foods so that you don't have to even waste food. Um, and so you'll be able to save money. So I don't know, they had a really cool project going on. And if, again, if you're interested, you can apply to be a PBSL member and then you could potentially continue the project next year. Yeah, I think that, I mean, the off-campus housing project um, specifically, but you know, all the projects in general, uh, just kind of like reminds me of the fact that um, our projects are not implemented to just rack up achievements. It's not like we're spending the year at nothing and we're just trying to see what we can achieve in eight months as a PBSL. Like, oh, we got this many people accomplished at the end of the year. That's a success. I think that's not what we're focused on. I think um, it's more about a, well, personal growth. I think just learning about how um how exactly sustainability can be implemented so we as Planet Blue student leaders can graduate from this program with a better idea of how to influence um, sustainability and impact um, the world around us in a more um, like efficient and um, just an overall better way. But I think most importantly is that our projects are actually future oriented. Uh, we spend a lot of time, uh, for example, thinking about what a utopian society would look like with our projects implemented in them. Um, and then we also spend time on doing recommendations, um, like long-term recommendations. So I think it's less about like, what can we get done in this year, but more about like, can our project be a starting point or a node to branch off of and create more sustainability impacts in the future? Um, can we create that foundation as Planet Blue student leaders? 100%. I think that was so beautifully put. And you know, even within our projects, we think about ways that future PBSLs can continue on our projects, um, which, you know, does <laughs> bring us to something we're going to want to talk about soon. But really, um, a huge part of the PBSL program is building on these collective bodies of work that, you know, cohort after cohort um, really strives to um, 
you know, they really strive to like make a sustained change around campus. Um, and, you know, nobody does the work by themselves. It's really like working together over time. And so it's, it's been a really cool experience. So, you know, if uh, this or the fact that next year this job will pay $14 an hour sounds appealing to you, <laughs> then you should definitely consider um, applying to be a part of the Planet Blue Student Leaders Program. Um, yeah, we're definitely going to link um, the application in the description of this podcast, but does anyone want to jump in? <laughs> um, I guess I can read off a little bit um, the job summary that'll be, this. the job summary will be linked in the end, but just to give you a basic overview of the summary. So a PBS sells work approximately five to 10 hours per week. And it kind of depends based on what point of your project's on. Um, but you won't work more than 10, 10 hours a week. So for me personally, that was, it was phenomenal to be part of this community. And it was also very, a very flexible schedule that aside from our uh, weekly meetings that are from 11am to 1pm on Fridays, and I believe that will still be uh still be a thing um next academic year so outside of those meetings you can really make the schedule flexible for what fits your needs and your team's needs so that was a really nice perk of that and you do not need to be a sustainability focused major anyone and everyone is welcome to apply for this for this position we we really value all the different opinions and all the different um the types of people that, you know, making a sustained change takes a community. So um, it's definitely a very, very open, uh, any undergraduate student is welcome. The only, I guess the only, the only thing is that it's required for a full academic year commitment. Uh, and you have to be available for the Friday meetings from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Um, and you're also, um, if you have any questions at all about the email, you can uh, contact the PBSL program directly and we can happily walk you through anything you need to know. Those are great points. Also, I like how you accentuated um, convenience, um, like convenience and like organizing your schedule up the way you want to do with your projects or even your pods like us. Um, but I also did want to mention, it's really nice going into the PBSL as a, like, and as a freshman, because I met quite a few people that um, were really, really cool. And I think even if you're not interested in sustainability in like the long run, like Jessica said, like not a major or anything, you'll still meet some really cool people. Um, so I don't know. One of my favorite parts about the PBSL program was like um, the people that I met and learning what they were interested in as the year went on. I don't know. We had some really cool people this year and I'm assuming if you're listening and you're cool, you could be a cool person next year in the PBSL program. I think just to counter that too, as uh, like, you know, in addition to joining the PBSL program to start your U of M experience, I think I can personally talk about um, as a senior, what it's like to do the PBSL program as you finish your U of M experience. Um, I think it's equally valuable just in a different way. Um, in terms of, you know, creating connections for, for, you know, if you're a freshman, um, I think for me, uh, more about just, uh, learning how I will implement sustainability once I leave the university of Michigan. 
um, just kind of gauging what the community around me, like how they understand sustainability and what I specifically can take um, out of this program to influence sustainability when, um, you know, I'm not in a setting that, um, you know, is maybe not super sustainability focused. How can I bring sustainability into the conversation? Um, so I think that's another important lesson as well. Um, and then wherever you are in your U of M experience, I think it can be beneficial. Absolutely. And the like project facilitation, the leadership skills that you gain at PBSL, I feel like, especially in such a, you know, nurturing, wholesome, like growth, encouraging environment, I feel like if you would be really hard pressed to find a similar space that does as amazing things as PBSL does. And, you know, I think the biggest thing is that really everybody has their own experiences. And, you know, if you think maybe you're not cut out for PBSL, I would encourage you to look more into it because, <laughs> um, you know, your different experiences are really what make PBSL so strong. Um, you know, getting different perspectives and getting people from like different parts and like different worldviews to think about sustainability and work together to, you know, really um, think about sustainability on campus. It's really an amazing program and I'm grateful that I got to be a part of it. So, yeah. You couldn't hear, but I was just doing a little like a poetry snapping session during that. I don't know. Everything we all have to say about the program is so great. So I don't know if you're interested, apply because it never hurts to apply. You only get yeah. you only get like and, potentially good things out of it. So. And uh, I guess probably one of the more more important things outside of the job description, um, applications are accepted on a rolling basis through Monday, May 27th for anyone interested. And I highly, highly, highly encourage anyone, anyone interested in a collaborative environment, um, making a change on campus. Um, I, I could make a whole podcast about how much I love PBSL. Right. It's been like, a phenomenal I feel like experience and a phenomenal group to be a part of. Yeah, that was really nice, Justin. I feel like we could just keep talking about how great PBSL is and all of like yep. the great <laughs> experiences that we've had here. But you guys are just gonna have to take our word for it that we really do mean it. We're being genuine. We love this place and we're so happy. But yeah, that we're so happy that we got to be a part of it. I don't know why I stopped right after. We're so happy. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, um, it's been great. Um, getting to host this podcast for you all this year. Um, thank you to our dedicated listeners. Um, thank you for seeing us grow in our <laughs> podcasting skills. You know. Yes. And thank you to Cameron, wonderful. our wonderful editor who puts together everything. They are so kind, phenomenal editor. Even when I forget to turn in the recordings sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. Do do any does anyone else have anything you want to say? I don't think so, but it's our last thank you for listening. That's so sad. Uh, our thing. <laughs> yeah, and thank you guys specifically. We should I want to just put that out there. This has been really an amazing experience. I think getting out to have conversations. Um about things that matter that maybe we don't get to in traditional settings is really, really valuable to me. 
So thank you, Kat. Yeah. It's yes. been a wonderful experience doing it with like the four of us, I think. Yes. yes. I completely agree. Yeah, thank I've loved you. working with you guys this year. Yeah, yes. me too. Spending <laughs> so many hearts to all of you. Be- best of luck. Um to all of you guys and also all of our listeners and all of yeah. your future endeavors in whatever stage of life you are. This is such a like sweet, like mushy, like <laughs> so like it wow. is <laughs> I'm gonna be walking around campus thinking about this for a while. But hey, if any of you ever ever recognize us from our voices, feel free to be like, hey. <laughs> Are you from the 2021 to 2022 PBSL podcast, season two? Because probably, yeah, we are. And we would be really shocked if you recognized us, but we'd be really excited about it. Yeah. Definitely. (laughs) Can't wait for Armand to be a doctor and one of his patients be like, wait a minute. (laughs) (laughs) With a PBSL podcast? (laughs) Oh, I will definitely let you guys know if that happens. Yeah. (laughs) Look forward to hearing about it. (laughs) Okay. Thank you, everybody. Yes. Thank thank you so much. Bye. Bye. Bye for real. Bye. (laughs)